You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 Thessalonians 2.12, we read what the point of this uh, Christian exercise was and why the Apostle Paul had gone to such efforts in spite of hostilities and persecutions to preach the gospel in Thessalonica to these who were then converted, as it concludes in 1 Thessalonians 2.12, so that, and this was the point of it all, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And so we want to walk worthy of God. We want to walk in the Lord, be with the Lord, and uh, that entire host of blessings that comes in Jesus Christ being reconciled through him to God the Father. The Apostle Paul spoke at length from verses 1 to 12 about this uh, effort of preaching to bring them to faith into this state. And he had said, beginning in verse 3, and this is what we studied last time, 3 through 6, what the way of God in Christ was not. The exhortation wasn't by error or impurity, I'm summarizing, or deceit, but instead as men approved of God and trusted with the gospel, not pleasing men but God, and then more of what it was not, not with flattering speech, not with a pretext for greed, not seeking glory from men, from you, or for any others. So instead, so that's what the way was not. Instead now, beginning in verse 7, what the way in Christ is. But we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Having thus a fond affection for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become very dear to us. For you recall, brethren, in labor and hardship, how in working night and day, so as not to be a burden to any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You're our witnesses, and so is God. How devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we behave toward you, believers. Verse 11. Just as you know how, we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each of you as a father would his own children. So there's quite a bit there in the right way. It started with being gentle as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children. Now this is not actual um, maternal relationship. This is grown men preaching the gospel to other grown men and to women. But treating these others with tender care Uh, Treating them in a way that can only be compared, Paul says, to a nursing mother. What will a nursing mother do for her children? How much time does a nursing mother spend with her children? How quickly is the cry of a nursing child answered? And so we think about some uh, young couples uh, that we have known uh, when they had their, uh, their first child and when the mother is nursing that, that child, sometimes you hear 
about the father saying, well, there's not much for me to do. The father just felt like, I'm watching her nurse the baby all the time. And of course, at the same time, the mother's going, dude, do something. I'm always nursing the baby. Do something. But the amount of time and tender care and the bonding that that mother and that child have together, Paul uses that well-known love uh, and affection as an illustration of what is produced in the gospel. So verse 8, having a fond affection for you. That's, that's one of the strongest terms of endearment we find. Sometimes we talk about love and you know the various aspects of love and uh, agape love, the actively doing good for, and that's, that's well and good. And sometimes we talk about the phileo love, uh, you know, there's something we like or uh, we have a we have a uh, a desire for, but this a fond affection, like a mother for her little nursing baby. I I, I can't think of a stronger bond. So Paul says we were well pleased to impart to you the gospel. So we 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 gave you the gospel because we had such concern, but also. We gave you our very lives. Now, during this persecution that was faced at Thessalonica, certainly their lives were risked. They risked their lives. But it's not just they risked their lives for the brethren and the gospel, but he says, we uh, we imparted to you our lives. We made you part of our life. And you became part of us and we part of you through this shared experience in the gospel And so we worked hard. We worked hard night and day. We weren't a burden. The Apostle Paul, that comes up in several places in his ministry of how he supported himself. How he he wasn't going to take from them uh, just because he gave them Christ. Uh, We think about these, I guess the worst perversion is the modern health and wealth gospel. Uh, One time I was told of a health and wealth type preacher he was speaking to a friend of mine who preached the gospel. He told him it's your duty to live well. It's your duty to be rich until you can be an example to the other believers. But this is how God wants you to live. Like that's I don't know what book these they're reading, but they're not reading the one I have. And so Paul says we had labor and hardship. Uh, I remember another, uh, when you live in a community long enough, you know things. One, one time, they, when we, well, it's when we lived down in Texas. At the time we lived there, the largest amount of sod ever laid for a, for grass around a house, the largest sod job in the history of the county was a Pentecostal preacher's house. He, he had a place that was bigger than Matt's. Now, Matt and Ben, I think, about, about the size of Matt and Ben's place, either one. You know, they got their menagerie of animals out there. They're, they're, they got their fruit trees. They got production. They got things going on. This guy just had St. Augustine. It was the largest, it was literally the largest yard, largest grass, sodded yard in the county. And it was well known that it was this preacher at this very large church. Well, just imagine the Apostle Paul uh, with that kind of lifestyle. And it was one of the associate ministers who, at that same place, who told my friend it was his duty to live well in the gospel. Well, no, we work hard, so we're not a burden to you while we proclaim the gospel. We were devout. We were upright. We were blameless in our behavior. It almost sounds like the qualifications for an elder there in verse 10, doesn't it? It's the same, it's the same type of character. 
to be a good pro, a proclaimer of Christ and then also then to be an elder and lead the congregation of believers in Christ. And so you're our witnesses. You can you know we were devout, we were upright, we were blameless. At the same time, I have a feeling at times Paul was kind of strident because he says in verse 11, just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each of you as a father with his own child. Notice, he, he has both fathers and mothers here. For the mother, or as a mother, at, the, at sometimes it was tender, it was gentle, but as a father, it was exhort, encourage, and implore. Those, those are different things, aren't they? And which one's appropriate? Well, it, sometimes one is appropriate, sometimes the other. Sometimes we need the kindergarten teacher saying, come on, little Johnny, come on, get in line. And sometimes we need the football coach. Boy, get in line. Well, which one do we need? Well, we need the one we need. And so sometimes he was like a father with his own kids. And sometimes he's like a mother with her own babes. Sometimes you need to act more like the dad. Sometimes you need to act more like the mom. And we do note the, the scripture. It gives us both, doesn't it? It does. Now, one time I did hear a preacher talk about this passage. He says, what we know in the Bible is we got moms and we got dads. He said, what kids don't need is this androgynous thing called a parent. They need a mom or a dad. I thought, that'll preach. And can I get an amen? And then I realized, oh, the Bible also talks about parents. (laughs) So don't get overblown in any one particular passage. What does the Apostle Paul says? Children, be obedient to your parents. So, yeah, we also talk about them collectively, mom and dad together as parents. But we do know, yeah, there's a reason why we have two parents. One one so that when one gets tired, they can tag team and come in and give us the rest of what we need. And the other is is that, uh, uh, you know, a child can wear both out. And so it's nice to have help. But the mother in her tender care, the father in his exhortation, and imploring and encouragement, all this as appropriate and as needed, again, for the point, verse 12, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you to his own kingdom and glory. And so sometimes we're one way and sometimes we're another. Sometimes we're uh, you know, more teaching and sometimes more imploring. Uh, sometimes it's tender care, but always it's to be devout, upright, and blameless and always for the goal of walking worthy of the God who calls us to his own kingdom and glory. So that is the way that is in Christ. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.